Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Tackle. It sounds like Carson Barnhart might be a guy that they play there. He's been playing the best of the tackles so far, according to uh, Jim. So What happened to Darius? I don't know, but we'll see what happens, you know? Okay. Yep. So, all right, we're ready to go. All set on my end. Okay. You ready for us? Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another edition of the Wolverine.com podcast. My name is Chris Ballas, and we are broadcasting today from Benny's Restaurant in Ann Arbor, right around the corner from Jim Harbaugh's press conference here in about uh, 55 minutes, Skeen. So we're going to have to get, get this thing going. <laughs> but uh, Let's go. Absolutely. So is that a new office you got there? Looking pretty no, sharp, no, man. Same, same office. It's uh, okay. same digs. Just got gotcha. here in a while because it's been on vacation and we work from home. But uh, no, it's a really nice place here in beautiful Plymouth, Michigan. Beautiful Plymouth, Michigan, and not reporting from the Yacht Club. How's it been going? You have a good summer so far? I had a good summer, yep. I have not broken 80 yet at the Michigan Golf Course, but okay. I'm going to keep working on it. We'll keep trying. All right. We're going to be up at Tully Moore next week with a co hosting the huge show. That'll be fun. So, uh, and probably frustrating at times, but we'll talk about that when the, when the time comes. Let's talk Michigan football here. Uh, Doug, uh, first things first, man, I'm sure you've been following this Jim Harbaugh NCAA saga. And, you know, we've said our piece about it. And uh, it blows my mind that, you know, they would come out and speak about it, number one, when they're not supposed to. Michigan's under a gag order. Uh, and they basically violated their own bylaws in speaking about it. Number two, in saying it's not just a cheeseburger. Well, no, it's about taking a kid and buying him a cheeseburger after an impromptu visit or something like that and, and allegedly lying about it. So, uh, And there's Jim Harbaugh pleading his case, just like he would have plead, plead his case to an official. So, But your thoughts on, um, first, the NCAA overall, and, and number two, is this going to be a distraction for this team this year? First of all, uh, Ballas, I think if this, if this situation had been reversed into time five, six years ago when we didn't have NIL, we didn't have transfer, and – and college sports didn't feel like uh, 
the light version of professional sports because that's certainly what it feels like now. I think from a fan's perspective, former players, we see these young men making a lot of money. I don't know that it has anywhere near the same impact. Uh, a, a cheeseburger over on South U for a family that stopped in for a summer on their own. I don't know that anybody cares except for some suits at the NCAA who want to justify their position having some authority over college sports anymore. This just feels like a power play on their part to assert their uh, uh, presence, if you will, in college sports anymore. I don't know that anybody cares what the NCAA thinks about anything anymore. And so I don't know that it matters as far as the impact for the team goes either. I think that there's so much money and influence now inside these locker rooms. It's out in the open. You see athletes across the country making, in some cases, millions of dollars in all these different sports, and good for them. Uh, so when the NCAA comes along and tries to uh, you know, impart some virtue and, and talk about rules following, I just think people, fans in Michigan and beyond, just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, who cares what you people think anymore? And I think the feeling is probably the same inside that locker room. Yeah, and except for, you know, a couple of fan bases on social media. Oh, my God, I told you that Jim Harlow was dirty and so on and so forth, which is Yeah, yeah, well, here's the newsflash. Those same (laughs) fan bases, when they have some kid get an illicit cheeseburger, they're going to say the same thing. I don't know. Right. I I take my Michigan hat off here. I just don't know that any any fan that's being objective. Right. uh, We don't look at the NCAA the same as we used to just a few years ago. Yeah, and I've never really had a whole lot of respect for them, given the fact that they are – you know what? They're basically a paper tiger, and they kind of pick their who to who to choose and and who to basically pick on, thinking that hey, you know, this will be a, an easy target, and uh, they don't don't get down to the nitty gritty when it comes to the pay for play and everything else, which is still technically illegal even with NIL. You know, but but teams are still doing it. There's no question yeah. about it. So it's disappointing, but uh, it is what it is. And listening to Jim Harbaugh last night on the Big Ten Roadshow, it certainly does not seem that. It has affected him or his team at all. I have high hopes for this team. You, meanwhile, picked them to go undefeated, my friend. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely uh, blows my mind because uh, I was the only one. I'm being, I'm being serious this time. Years ago, you right, right. be that Now I'm being serious. There's no reason for it. But right. I, I know one last word on this Harbaugh thing and this sure. football team. I just think these guys and their, and their goals and expectations for this year, I just have a hard time believing that they're going to allow this issue uh, whether he did get the four-game suspension or not, I don't think this is going to bother this team. I really don't. I don't think Coach Harbaugh is going to allow it. I don't think his staff is going to allow it. And I don't think the leadership in the locker room that's wearing the uniform on Saturdays is going to allow it either. I don't. This is going to be a non-factor. Whatever the NCAA wants to do to you know, exert their power, they're going to do. But I don't know that it's going to have anything to do with what this football team does or doesn't do. So no, and we're it, moving on to talk about football, man. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've seen that with other programs like Kansas, for example, won a national championship in basketball. They faced much more egregious allegations, for example. And uh, you know what? Kids get out there. They play. They're resilient. Uh, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is losing any sleep over this. And in fact, he said at Big Ten Media Day, the only thing he could say, nothing to be ashamed of. And he'd love to talk about it, but he can't because he's under a gag order. So yeah. let's talk about this offensive line, though, because I thought it was very interesting last night on the road show that Jim Harbaugh said, that of all the offensive tackles right now, Carson Barnhart is playing the best football. Now, does that mean that he's going to be playing left tackle? And is that a concern? Because that's certainly, in my opinion, I remember John Runyon playing over there and played it pretty darn well at an all Big Ten level, but he was better suited for the interior. I think Carson Barnhart is a right tackle or a better suited at the next level if he plays there in the interior. Your thoughts on that comment? 
it doesn't surprise me to hear that. I thought Carson's been coming on for three years now, going back to when I first saw him play some serious snaps at Rutgers a few years back in one of those crazy games out there. I thought this kid, this kid's got some nice tools and he plays with a high level of energy. So when I hear Coach Harbaugh talking about him playing his best football, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense in the context of what Coach, what Coach Moore has done with these guys as a group of offensive linemen. They continue to get better. Now, that tells me he's he's solidly in the top five, right? He's going to be one of the five guys on that team out there, whether it's left or right, or maybe even the ability to go in and play guard. So if he's playing his best football, that's good for the team. It's good for him individually. And if he shows up at left, he shows up at left. I think it's it's a different world over there if you're down in that right-handed stance all day long and you've done it for a couple of years. To switch over, switch your feet, switch the hand that goes down, it's it's – it is physically different, obviously, but the concepts are the same. The pass blocking, and it's just the same. You just got to flip it in your mind. You got to look in that mirror and go, I got to do the same thing over there that I did it right. And, and a lot of guys can do that. And I think it'll be one. You, you did it. You played tackle and guard at Michigan, and you played, you guys moved all over the place, right? Just in yeah. case. And uh, so it'll be fascinating. It's good to know that he's healthy, though. It's good to know that he's playing well. I love that kid. He's one of those guys from Paw Paw, Michigan, where you look yeah. at him and you say, uh, this kid looks the part of a Michigan lineman, and it was only a matter of time. So uh, excited about that for him. Um, what I am interested to hear your take on, too, is you had last night Harbaugh talking about how the defensive line was getting the better of the offensive line big time in uh, the short yardage drills. Uh, number two, uh, our spotters at the practice on the scrimmage on Saturday said that the defense was really getting to the offense, to the quarterback, uh, with a pass rush. So it sounds like the defensive line is ahead of the offensive line at this point. Is that just a product, do you think, of them mixing and matching on the offensive line and trying to find something, or, or is there reason for concern here? Oh, I think that could be part of it, Ballas. Uh, this doesn't surprise me too much to hear this for two reasons. Number one, there's a lot of question marks about the Michigan defensive line and, and how they're going to increase their productivity and in getting to the quarterback coming into the season. So there's naturally a lot of attention on those guys. And the reports are they're doing very, very well. That's all fine and great. Good to hear. Of course, I want to see it, and I want to see it in October, uh, not just in September against those September opponents. But we'll see how they do. There's a few players in there that we know are going to be good, being Graham being one of them. And uh, uh, um, this, you know, that defensive interior front uh, we know is going to be good. So that doesn't surprise me. The other thing that, that makes me not worry about this, it always takes – a defensive line is always a little bit – in the earliest part of fall camp, the defensive line is always a little bit ahead of the offensive line as far as coming together and gelling together. The offensive line just needs thousands of reps together. If they're moving guys around, like you said – it just takes time to get used to your line partner and that little spacing and where your feet and your hands and your hips and shoulders are all going to be. It takes a little bit of time, and it's not going to happen in a couple weeks of camp. So to hear reports that the D-line is getting in some creases and maybe causing a problem or two, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't concern me either. That Michigan offensive line is going to be good this year in spite of what's happening here in week one or two of camp. Mason Graham is a guy that was one of the most disruptive, they said, in the scrimmage on Saturday. And uh, this kid, to me, uh, best defensive tackle I've seen at Michigan, uh, as a true freshman anyway, in the last probably 30, 40 years, if not ever. Uh, is that going too far? Because I can't think of one guy who had as much of an impact at that position over the last several decades where he came in as a freshman and actually played like he was an upperclassman. 
Yeah, at, at this age, I think it's probably it's a little scary to say the word ever, but at this age and such a young player, I mean, certainly we could think of Alan Branch, you know, and other guys that play the interior that were outstanding defensive linemen, but not necessarily this young. And so uh, that's encouraging to hear. It's refreshing to hear. And so we just need to see it, right? We need to see all that come together this fall when it really counts. Um, the one concerning thing that I do have a little bit of concern on, and this goes back to last year, even in, in the TCU playoff game, short yardage and goal line, the first half of last year in down inside the 10-yard line, we struggled at times to punch people in the mouth and move them back. So if, if Coach Harbaugh puts this offense and defensive line in that scenario to specifically get better at it than we were a year ago, which is what they should be doing, then you want to hear reports about that Michigan O-line tightening up, getting a little better consistent movement up there. So that's a that's a question mark in my mind. It certainly always is because as you and I talk about as the season goes on, the game changes so much in the trenches, inside the 10-yard line, and then it changes even more inside the five-yard line. And so short yardage and goal line is always critical. And for a group of, of, of offensive linemen with these two returning uh, guards and the centers that we have, we know on the roster – I don't like to hear that we're not doing all that well in short yards and goal line because that needs to get better in 2023. It really does. Uh, and now when you talk about the center position, I'm I'm thinking about Drake Nugent there, and I think he's going to be the guy to stand for transfer. It sounds like he's more Andrew Vistardis plus than Olu Oluwatimi, who was just overpowering at that position. What's the concern level there? Not only with that, but with him gelling with these two guards that he's never played with before. How long does it really take for those guys to get comfortable and really kind of knowing each other's moves out there? Well, it's going to take a few games, um, and so I, I would say the comfort level will come in the back end of September when they've gotten out there on a Saturday and played an entire game together. You can do all the walkthroughs you want and the thousands of practice reps, and those are important parts of the process. I don't think there's any question this kid can play. I, read, I read his bio and did a little research on him from Stanford. The kid's a player. He's a super smart guy. And so it's just a matter of time before he settles in. And maybe he doesn't have the length or athleticism as Oluwatimi did, which was really, really good. That doesn't mean we're not going to be effective in the middle of this offensive line. So, again, just time and reps, Ballas, time and reps. Let them get together. You know, as you get near the end of camp here, you want to solidify those guys in the middle so that they get the time and reps together. You know what your starting lineup is going to be out there. We could pretty much pencil it in that it's going to be Nugent at center, right, and our two familiar guards. And so it'll come along. It's just going to take some more of actual game experience for them to start, you know, understanding and expecting where we're going to be as opposed to working things out in practice. Yeah, you and I have talked at length, and forgive me about all the traffic in here. It's a busy place. If you guys can hear me still, I hope so. so I can hear you. All right, good deal. Um, here's the one thing. You look at Trevor Keegan and you look at Zach Zinter. How good are these guys in the looking back at all the greats that have played at Michigan? Obviously, Steve Hutchinson is one of the standards here. Steve Everett, one of the standards at center. But those two guards, from what you've seen and their technique, uh, how good are they? How much better can they get? Oh, boy. Well, there's always room for improvement, Ballas. And we just talk about short yards and goal line. There were a couple plays where those, those guys, as good as they are, did get caught a little bit high. But they're as good as anybody that's played that position in the last 30 years. Um, these guys have shown flashes as young players and now as veteran players. The flashes of athletic ability, uh, the football sense of where they need to be on certain plays, and then the third part that I love, we talk about all the time, is the on-field aggression, 
when you can take a shot at someone and to demoralize them, they both like to do it. So that's always fun to watch. It has an it has a, a an infectious impact on the rest of the team when when you can watch the film and see guys just torturing people, and so that improves your younger players. It raises the expectations. So I'm excited to watch them both play. I know how good they are. I know how much better they can be. And the expectation for guys like this that 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 came back when they could have gone to the NFL is that there should be no leaks. You shouldn't have that 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 you know average defensive lineman from whatever school find his way through so when you're blocking with your eyeballs looking left and your right hand is looking over here if you're the left guard here keegan then you shouldn't have that that mysterious leak and get some pressure up the middle that should be gone we should not have that this year and that's a luxury position that michigan's going to enjoy yeah how much credit should sharon moore get for really putting this line together and and when you look at a line like that can you tell that they're well coached when it comes to technique and things like that Yes. Um, well, going back to last year, I, well, Sharon Moore gets an enormous amount of credit. Um, I would go back to the previous coaching, the, the three offensive line coaches that Harbaugh has had. Um, the first one, um, I questioned some of the things. It looked like the guys were uncomfortable, unfamiliar with where their help was. It looked like they were trying to do too much. And then things got simplified. Things looked a little bit easier. It's slide left, slide right, combo right, combo left, or zone right, zone left. That's it, right? And, and you know, I just rattled this off like there are a lot of things, but to an offensive lineman who's done it a lot, that's not a lot. But it feels like the comfort level and the camaraderie and the body language has taken the next step since Coach Moore took over. It looked like they're having fun. They look like they enjoy each other's time out there. Even when they're rotating guys in and out, there's no drop-off in productivity. You see the positive body language. They're encouraging one another. They're having fun as they're driving guys downfield. Um, and when they're not doing all that well or they give up a sack, it looks like they're productive. They don't lose their head emotionally. They get to the sideline, figure it out, go back on the field, and fix it. And so they're all. those are all signs of excellent coaching and leadership in the room. And when you talk about techniques and the differences in the technical side of offensive line play. We talked about it last year with Olotimi. You look for square shoulders. You don't want guys with their shoulders facing the sideline that are out of position. That stuff has been dramatically reduced since Coach Moore took over. And so it's been a really, really, for a, for a former offensive lineman and other guys I talked to that play the offensive line, it's been great to watch. He's done a great job. Yeah, he really has. And now he's an offensive coordinator yeah. full-time by himself. He is going to be a head coach somewhere. Probably could have been last year. Speaking to him in the offseason, he's just such an impressive guy. So first class. And, you know, whatever he talks about Michigan man thing. But you know what? A lot of these guys come from other schools and become Michigan men. And he's about as good as it gets. So, yeah. all right, let's switch gears here and talk about the rest of the Big Ten. And we've had this debate on our message board. What's the tougher game going to be this year? Is it going to be at Penn State? Is it going to be home against Ohio State? And to me, it's kind of a push. And I'll say this. Number one, it's hard as hell to win in Happy Valley. Number two, uh, anytime you play Ohio State, you're going to be playing a team that's at least as talented as you and at some positions maybe more. So, um, you know, you've got the road venue. You've got Ohio State at home. Your thoughts on, on those two games? Well, I think uh, if you look on paper, Ohio State has traditionally had better football players, quote-unquote better football players, than Michigan in a lot of the games over the decades. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean who's going to win the game. <clears throat> And there were years where Ohio State was beating us when we had, quote, better players. So that one uh, is a unique one in that regard that, you know, Ohio State's always going to have a stocked roster with a bunch of studs up and down that whole thing. That's not going to be any different this year. 
Um, the Penn State game, um, and one of the other thing I would say is I, I think Ohio State is better coached than Penn State, and that's why I say the Penn State game is a little bit different. Um, you can see on the football field, when you just break down positional groups, Ohio State versus Penn State, you're going to see that the, the, the physical abilities and the athleticism is going to be better with the Ohio State Buckeyes than it is Penn State. doesn't mean that Penn State doesn't have great players. They do. They just don't have as stocked of a roster as Ohio State does. And I, I just think the capabilities from the head coaching staff, I think Ryan Day is a, is a superior coach than, than Coach Franklin at Penn State. I just think he is. Uh, I think that's been you know, shown out here in the last few years in spite of their defensive game plan against us in the last couple of years where they were all in and got burned, and it was really enjoyable and fun to watch. Um, so I think the bigger challenge is going to be Ohio State at home in late November. Uh, it's not easy to go play at Penn State, but you've got an atmosphere problem there, Ballas. The only thing you really got is you got noise. That's it. You just got noise that, to deal with, and, I, and I've said this many times in our podcasts, I know we as fans, we get caught up in the emotion of it and everything else. But when you're out there on the field, um, you've got so much to think about and so much to execute. And you just have to get used to the fact that it's noisy. The football field is the same size. Uh, the, 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 the paint in the end zones might be a different color. And the, the guy sitting in the front row making fun of you because you got a belly, um, you just got to listen to him and tune him out, right? <laughs> so, Unless you're there as a spectator in a yellow shirt. Right. Am I right? And it's like fat guy in a yellow, yellow shirt. shirt. So, That's uh, fantastic. You know, You'll never live that down. No, I'll never live that down. And, <laughs> that, and that guy, I, I gave him credit because that was really funny. Uh, so, you know, it's it's just, a, you know, for me, it's just uh, it's just, you know, these guys, they've shown last year they can go on the road and win a game. It's not going to be easy, but I think it'll be uh, the Ohio State game will be the bigger challenge. Yeah, Megan had actually brought up the schedule, and there was a game in between those two at Maryland, which is interesting because you look at the last couple of times that Ohio State's been up there and then they had to play at Maryland before playing Michigan. Uh, they had some close calls, one they probably should have lost. So, um, And they've got a talented quarterback obviously. So your thoughts on that? And, you know, I'm looking at that, Nebraska and Minnesota, obviously Michigan State even as the road games. And uh, there's always going to be one or two, right, that are, that are going to be tougher than you think. So which one's toughest? Which one's the toughest? For those? Well, the toughest one of, of that other batch, um, of yeah. the, not, not, not Penn State, Ohio State. Right, right. The batch is going to probably be at Michigan State. Wow. Uh, even even I though you don't care. think. I don't even though even though I don't care. It's Michigan State. This is this is this game means the world to them. Uh, their their program is built around it. There's a there's a mentality about that game when we go up there and play. And quite honestly, um, it hasn't been the easiest for us. We lost up there the last time when we had what we thought was a better team. So I think that's going to be a difficult game. And I and some people are probably going to laugh at me because oh they don't have this and they don't have that and they got these problems. Um, one of the challenges among many for a team like Michigan is going to have this fall, when you come in ranked number two in the country, people like me are saying you should run the table because you're that good. Um, it's real easy for young men to read all of this stuff and listen to it and maybe put it on autopilot when you have to play Purdue. Or maybe it's, oh, it's just Nebraska. Oh, it's just uh, Minnesota. Yeah, we're going to go up there and we're going to get the jug back. Or it's Indiana. And Every year we watch college football and some team that is far superior on paper gets knocked off against a team that has no business beating them. Michigan is not immune to that danger. And so it'll be upon the leadership in that locker room to make sure that there is no autopilot mode, 
that these guys are hungry right to the end because this team has something to prove in the playoff, but they got to take advantage uh, and take opportunities to improve every week. And it seems like, I don't know, at this point with Harbaugh, we, you know, just a couple of years ago, we wondered if he could go on the road and win and win these games against some of these tough environment teams. Nebraska is another one. And so um, I don't, I don't worry about it as much for the same reasons I talked about the Penn state environment. Once you figure out how to play a noise and the travel and the guy making fun of you because your Jersey's tied in the front row, once you learn how to deal with that, it's not a problem. You go out there and you have fun and you execute. You didn't tie your Jersey in a bow, right? To show your abs like some of those guys. None of that. All right. All right. Just making sure. Guys tuck your shirt. Okay. I got to ask you this. It's assume that say that you're a 21 year old kid who's, Two of his teammates were assaulted last year in the tunnel in that game, and you're going back there this year. How much do you have to control your emotions in that game? And you're probably out there thinking, I want to break somebody's, you know, whatever, and uh, or kick somebody's ass, we'll say. But um, how, how, how tough is that going to be for these guys? Well, that game's always an emotional challenge, Ballas. And leading up to the week before, and um, you understand you're, you're going into the, you know, the, the cliche, you know, back, back alley fist fight here. And it really, really is. Uh, there's a different feeling for that football game. Um, and I, I'm sure the Michigan guys understand that, that yeah, they had a dude get concussed in their tunnel uh, because emotions got out of control. But the greatest of teams take the, the, the superior talent and the better players, and they hold those emotions and they execute between the snap of the ball and the whistle to demoralize your opponent and embarrass them in front of their own families inside their own stadium. That feeling is far more superior and getting a 15-yard penalty by doing a stupid punch uh, and getting your team penalized. You just can't do that. Um, having been there and done that many, many years ago, uh, when you go on the field in someone else's stadium and the guy in the front row who's trying to make fun of you at the end of the game, and Michigan enjoyed this last year in Columbus, you just sort of look at that guy on your way out of the stadium and give him a wink and say, I hope you enjoyed that because uh, we're going to go enjoy this victory, and you're not. Um, so... And I think that this team will handle it, but uh, I'm telling you, I don't care what – I do not care what the, what, the, what the prognosticators say. Going up to Michigan State and winning is not easy. Yeah, and then you've got Roll the Boat guy up in Minnesota. Uh, you got to play up there in Nebraska on the road. It's going to be a big noon game, it sounds like, which is good because that, that environment at night – was unbelievable so um it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating it's gonna be an interesting year Skeen, and uh, glad to have you back brother it will not it never is that's what people don't understand is that how hard it is a to go undefeated and b that there's always a game where you're not going to be at your best right i mean i can think of several with you guys where you know what you should have gone out there and kicked somebody's butt by three touchdowns and you know maybe ended up in a tie with illinois or something like that it happens it happens Yep. yep. So, Doug Skeen, I appreciate your time, my friend. Um, we're going to be back doing our Sunday nights um, during the season. We'll probably do another one or two before the season just to get your opinions on some other things that we hear. And should be a fascinating one with Jim Harbaugh today. But good to see you again. And uh, you're looking good, man. You've been on that Peloton or what? I've been riding. I've been playing golf ballast. It's been a good Atta summer. Boy. It's not over good. yet. It's it fun. is not over yet. we got some golf coming up next week. So, appreciate you, Dougie. Thank you. All right, man. Go Blue. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.